Ellen. How you doing? You're looking glowing. You're looking gorgeous too. You know what I did yesterday, Ellen? Ayahuasca. I went to a Korean spa. No, but I, I want to. I went to a Korean spa with two friends for their birthdays. And the sauna that's, or the, yeah, the sauna that's like 400 degrees, right? It's like 390 for like, I went back and forth between that and the ice room over and over and over. I'm like, this is why I'm glowing. I'm telling yeah. you, it was so good. It was so good. Well, two things. Number one, I'm mad you di- you went without me because we were supposed to go to a Korean We are still doing it because you owe it ago. to me. But have you done the plunge? The hot and cold. No, plunge. I didn't. I didn't do any of the water stuff yesterday. I just wasn't like. In You're the, not it in was the water a really sports. crappy. No, it's not. <laughs> I would do it, but also, the entire area where all the water stuff is, you have to be completely buck naked. I just can't bring. I mean, I I might do that if there's like I'm surrounded by strangers, but with friends, I'm like I just it's too. I don't know. Oh really? Yeah, I, I'll I'll wear a two piece, but I'm not gonna be like I know it's all women, but that's not even the point. I just and my and one of my other friends was like, whatever, she'll get buck naked for anybody. But the the third friend was just like, no, I don't either. So we just stuck to the sauna. We got massages though. I got a really really good massage. Oh nice. Yeah, I needed a hot stone massage. So Rabia doesn't get naked for friends except for me because I've seen all of your bits. Not <laughs> all of them. About ninety five percent, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Now that's going to be merch. Or but gonna, I – wait a minute. I just realized I that you have not reciprocated. Oh, I'll do it now. No, no. <laughs> what level of the Patreon is that? You yeah. guys are oh, yeah, more than your money's level. worth. That's, that's a higher tier. Yeah. When we do our naked recordings, the ones we do in secret, <laughs> then we'll invite everyone to that. They're going to be naked, but I'm still going to have my head covered. That's just how I work. Yeah, okay, that's fine. For those of you who are watching us on the general feed and you want to be a part of our jury box where we do naked recordings, JK, we give you bonus episodes. $300 a month level. And we give you about damn crime every week. And if you want to be a part of our star witnesses, that is our top tier. You can be here chatting and trolling us while we record. It is the best and worst decision we've ever made. Ever. I'm reading what Josh said. This is why it's so distracting. I let a friend practice Brazilian on me. Josh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> practice. But you, can, you can find us there at www.patreon.com slash Rabia and Ellen. Can we get a graphic, Jeff? Well, we'll see. We'll see if that works out. A graph. Look at that. I'm holding a graphic. Does that this work? This one. Or this one. That one? Where does the graphic go? I don't know. And uh, But we're here on our regular feed for About Damn Crime, Mm -hmm. the weekly show where we talk about the true crime headlines that are new and current or have updates. Actually, Rabia, we're going to do a couple more things about damn crime, about some cases that (laughs) have updates. So add that to our schedule. It's About Damn Crime Inception. Yeah. So... Welcome to About Damn Crime. Rabia and I are going to bring you some cases that have intrigued us or piqued our attention or that we want you to have more focus on. And we just uh, throw it out there. How many cases do you have today? I actually, so I have like three stories I want to talk about. And then in two of the stories, there's actually two cases that are not related. Rabia, it was a one-word answer. It was a (laughs) one-word answer. You are... How many cases do you have, Rabia? Four. No, four. They're actually four. But two are kind of related by the same theme. That's what I'm trying to explain. But if only you'd let me finish my sentences. No, but it's very, you know, it's it's the lawyer in you. It's very hard to work under these conditions. (laughs) How many do you have? 72. 
Okay. <laughs> I have two. That's what this show started as. It started okay. as us each bringing two. I can also talk about the true crime. Show me the contract. Show me how the contract. I, how have I had COVID two times in like nine weeks? I've had it once in the last four years, so I'm doing well. You're not better than me. <laughs> Look at your beanie. My immune system might be. <laughs> I just need to stop making out with strangers. Yeah, stop licking people. <laughs> and doorknobs. Ew. Yeah. That's gross. The strangers are worse, but okay. I'll start then because I got more. So, I mean, you want me to go? Yeah. Renee from Australia has never had COVID. Because Renee is surrounded by wild animals that could eat her, but no people. Yeah, exactly. what I'm guessing. That's how and, Australia works, right? But I have a bad attitude. So, <laughs> chronic condition. It, it, it is not curable, it turns out. <laughs> I tested positive for being a cunt. <laughs> Do you have any of those kits left? Because I've got to use them on a few other people I know. <laughs> Here, can you uh. just swab your nose with this COVID? No, cunt. Just no, cunt. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Swab it. Swab it. <laughs> oh, all right. Okay. All right. Okay. So this first story, actually, I didn't even hear about this until this week, even though it's like been ongoing for what now four years at least. Um, but I guess I heard about it now because like the authorities are kind of turning the screws on these folks. Um, so there, this comes out of Oklahoma. And in 2019, this woman and her two parents were killed while they were in their homes. 43-year-old Tiffany Eicher and her 65-year-old father, Jack Chandler, and his wife, Evelyn Chandler, her mother, were all shot and killed in their home on September 7th, 2019. Horrific crime, especially, I mean, like, because Tiffany was like outside her, she was like in the hallway outside her bedroom. She tried to run. Her mom tried to hide. I mean, like it was, it was bad, right? And they were, they were killed. There were two different weapons involved, apparently. Well, uh, surprise, her ex was arrested, but not just her ex. Her ex's lawyer also was arrested because his criminal defense attorney, uh, who is now his lover, apparently helped mastermind, yeah, this crime. This woman is crazy. This is the thing, you know, when you say, oh, somebody's a lawyer, I mean, they're just crazy. I mean, like, crazy doctors, crazy lawyers, like, it kind of means nothing. I mean, it, um, it, so anyhow, her name's Keegan Harrows. She is, she was a criminal defense attorney, she started representing her, this guy, Barry Ronald Titus, in different charges and drug and firearm charges in 2018. So a year before she started representing him on these different charges, then they got romantically involved. And then she's like, we got to take out your ex, even though it was an ex, but the ex was going to testify against him in this other in these other charges. So she comes up with this scheme to murder the ex and her parents. And apparently this woman, Keegan Harrows, this attorney, she's got some issues. She, in 2014, had been arrested on an assault and battery charge against her ex. Apparently she had kicked him twice in the face and he had like blood on his face, swollen lumps, abrasion, bridge of his nose, cheek. I mean, you know, the officers who responded re re reported like these injuries to him. And like, you kick somebody on their face when they're on the ground or something? Like, otherwise you got to do like a roundhouse kick in the air, right? Like, I mean, like, that's pretty brutal, kicking somebody mm -hmm. in the face. But she somehow com continued to keep her law license after that. She also has difficulty keeping boundaries in the workplace, not because of this relationship with her client, but also because uh, her former law partner was also her lover, uh, David Bedford. And uh, David was like, I tried to tell the Bar Association nobody paid attention to me that she crazy. Um, and a few months later, she 
kill this, uh, help kill these people. Now, her and her lover have not turned against each other yet, which is interesting to me because it's been a few years. Um, usually under the pressure of time, people will, but they might now because the authorities are like, we're, we're going after the death penalty. Oklahoma still has a death penalty and they want to pursue the death penalty in this case. So they're getting pretty serious. They have both pleaded not guilty, but it's not looking good because there was surveillance outside the house and the surveillance cameras caught this car pulling up, which looks just like the guy's car, two people getting out and cutting the electricity to shut off this surveillance system, okay? So that's actually captured on the surveillance. Then they kicked down a door in the house, shot him with a couple weapons, except the weapons were traced to the attorney because her brother called the authorities and said, by the way, my this rifle is my sister's and I think she was involved in these murders. They also found the guy who sold her the gun. The casings from the crime scene matched the guns and they found DNA on uh, at the crime scene that matched the guy. So I don't know who's advising them to plead not guilty, but I'm thinking they are probably holding, I mean, I'm hope. I don't know. I mean, if, if I was a defense counsel, I'd be like, let's hope for a plea deal. But I don't think if I was a prosecutor, I would not be asking for a plea. I mean, like you, they've got them dead to rights here. The trials begin next year. Let's see what happens. So even though this case happened in 2019, like I said, I hadn't heard of it, but also just, I think fairly recently, the, the authorities have, have announced that they're like, no, we're, we're going death penalty here. Wow. Oh yeah. That's my first one. I mean, ineffective assistance of counsel at its worst, right? I think. Yeah. We saw that in the Burns Rafay case when oh, right. his lawyer and him were knocking boots in the. Mm -hmm. I was going to make a vulgar hand gesture, but then I didn't know what to make. How to... Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I feel like this is not that uncommon. I feel like it's – and, you know, I think it happens with therapists too because lawyers do a lot – I mean, a lot of times with my clients, I'd feel like a therapist because you're – you know, they always come with you with, with the horrific personal problems that are translated into whatever legal issues. But there's always personal stuff, so you end up, like, counseling them. And so I just feel like it creates, like, this weird intimacy, and you just yeah. have to be so careful and boundaried. Yeah, I mean, there is a slight bit of a difference between emotional intimacy and then, you know, taking your beef bus and parking it in her depot, you know? Okay, I want somebody in our jury box to collect into a book all of the euphemisms that this woman knows for Joey, Joey all I know I is knocking boots. That's it. That's all it's all I know. I know nothing else because I'm from like the 80s and 90s. <laughs> Today on Shut the Fuck Up, Nick Lachey, uh -huh. I said Daisy's favorite, which is mashing your pissers. That's ew. Like, oh god. Oh god. What? I've never heard that before. I just my my pure brain and like my you, you don't have, have a pure brain. I Robbie. Do, I have never heard yeah. that before. My pure brain, she says. My pure brain. Do not have lead the soul these nice of a three-year-old angel. Okay. <laughs> Do not lead these nice people astray. Oh God. My Listen. my innocent brain. I've never heard of this actual talkings. <laughs> I am Mima. I am Mima. Like I said, like I said the other day when we were uh, just last night when we were recording um, our our episode for I guess January. Um, we never said the word pregnant in my home growing up. I, I'm telling you, I, I've grown up in a bubble, Ellen. Did you grow up know. on the set of I Love Lucy? <laughs> Almost. Because they didn't say Much that more on, liberal 
Uh, yeah, I they didn't Lucy know. either. Know, Remember, yeah. Lucy and Ricky had the separate beds. Yeah, yeah, that made total sense to me. It was like those two women in that documentary. Those two old. What was that documentary called? It was the oh, two women that yeah, lived their that. life in love with each other, and they played the bass. What was that documentary called? I don't know. Somebody tell us. That was um, precious. One of the things that makes me craziest, I mean, like for those of us who are trying to take better care of ourselves, take things that are not just good for you, but are helpful to you is learning later, like years later that, oh, your body can't actually absorb such and such. I mean, I have heard for years how so many supplements and other things we take, like are, it just pass right through your body. But that's why I was really excited to hear that Next Evo does not and will not do that. Yeah, our bodies just doesn't absorb CBD oil well. So you could be absorbing as little as 6% of what is on the label. I know that is infuriating because you're paying good money for stuff. Next Evo Naturals has developed a water-soluble form of CBD. It has been clinically tested multiple times, and it is proven to work faster and absorb four times better. So you can stay calmer or sleep better. The sleep is my favorite because we all need to sleep. We're all stressed. We Mm -hmm. all have a million things running through our mind. But why would you take something and spend it if it's not actually going to work and help you? Yeah. I mean, obviously, CBD cannot work until and unless it actually gets in your body. And only Next Evo has proven that their all-natural gummies and capsules absorb four times better than most oil-based products. And here's the thing. There are so many choices of CBD right now. And at the end of the day, you have to go with Mm -hmm. brand data. And it's all there. So now you can try their brand new extra strength daily wellness CBD gummies. They are two times stronger than the regular strength. And like I always say, it just brings my shoulders down. Mm, Yep. Don't waste your time with oil-based CBD that might not work. Upgrade to better natural solutions from NextEvo. Go to nextevo.com and use promo code SOLVETHECASE to get 25% off. That's 25% off at nextevo.com, promo code SOLVETHECASE. Listen, Rabia, we have so many friends and listeners who have small businesses, Mm -hmm. and there is so much that goes into growing a business. It's everything rests on your shoulders when you're a small business, from social media to getting your products to all kinds of customer service. But Shopify is here, and it is here to help. Yep. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, from the launcher online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to, did we just hit a million order stage? Hopefully, if you're listening to this, you have. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to in-person point of sale. Wherever you are, whatever you're selling, Shopify is there and it has you covered. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. That's a lot. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. It does. It takes so much to make your small business grow, but Shopify is there to make it just a little bit easier. So sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash solve the case, and that's all in lowercase letters. Go to shopify.com slash solve the case all in lowercase, now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash solve the case. Cha-ching. <laughs> oh, yeah, they have that cute little sound. Cha-ching. Every time yep. you make a sale, we hope you hear that and a lot with your Shopify. Yeah. 
Okay, are you ready for my story today? Yeah. All right, go with me. Okay. Sorry, Alabama. So. Oh, God, Alabama. It's December 2nd in Reform, Alabama. A 24-year-old man by the name of Micah Washington is changing his tire. Uh, He's black. Black man changing his tire. Well, that's dangerous. And Officer Dana Elmore approaches him and asks for his identification. And Washington says, because, honey, we know our rights now with the with, with the internets and the world wide webs. He says, am I being detained for a crime? OK, she did not answer and said, give me your I.D., Now, I looked this up under Alabama law 15-5-30. A sheriff or an other officer acting as a sheriff, his deputy, or any constable acting within their respective counties, blah, 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 may stop any person in a public place who they reasonably suspect is committing, has committed, or is about to commit a felony or public offense may demand his name and explanation of his actions, but it does not give them the right to require identification. And on top of that, they have to identify what crime has been committed. She did none of those things. Mm -hmm. And there was no reasonable suspicion that this man had done anything wrong. I feel like I know where this is gonna go, okay. Therefore, had no right to ask him. So he took out his phone and began recording. That is when Officer Dana Elmore used her stun gun and his phone falls to the ground. Oh, God. She kept him on the ground, handcuffed him while on the ground. Now another video starts and it begins with Elmore ordering him to stand up after he was handcuffed. And I would like to show you that video right now. He's on the ground. He is handcuffed. Right there on the front of the car. Stay straight. I don't got, I ain't doing <laughs> but I got gun right there. I'm not doing that. Oh, yeah. That's a firearm. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Okay, 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 down, 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 She tells him to lay down on the vehicle. He does. He complies with everything. He says, no, ma'am. She did not know that Micah's brother was recording this. Okay? So the recording was just made available, and they show everything you just saw. She deployed her stun gun to, to when he pulled out his phone, and then, as you saw, deployed it again right into his back. Now, this is where it gets even fucking crazier. The arrest affidavit signed by Officer Dana Elmore accuses Washington of the following offenses. Obstructing government operations, resisting arrest, possession of marijuana, Holy crap. Wow. trafficking fentanyl, and a felon 
in possession of a firearm, and his bail was set at half a million dollars. Here's the gag. He's not a fucking felon. He has no criminal history, okay? They tried to frame him, and this is what people are not talking enough about. She says, because she did not know that was being recorded, that she pulled fentanyl out of his pocket after the gun. Did you see anything come out of his pocket after the gun? Because she tased him after she got the gun out. And... He has never been a felon. Wait, he ha- he did have a gun. I'm confused. He had a firearm, a legal oh, register. Did. We're okay. in Alabama. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So all the charges have been dropped. They made a statement that confirmed that he indeed is not a felon. That the gun he had was legal, right. and he was released from jail on Tuesday. Now, here's my question. Before we get into this conversation, this this is a legal question, and I couldn't quite find a definitive answer. If someone is detained and she knowingly tased him for the sheer purpose of inducing pain, because why else was she tasing him? He was in no threat to her. Yeah. Is that considered torture? I don't, it's not, I wouldn't say it's legally considered torture, but I would say that this grounds for definitely a civil lawsuit. I mean, the, the sad thing is he probably, there's no criminal charges he could, that would arise from this because officers don't ever get charged with anything. Everything is always like, the, but you the know. lying on the affidavit yeah. and yeah. the extreme for, I mean, that is, that is absolutely yeah. a fucking bad cop and i just had someone slide into my dms the other day and this is what i say i am fucking sick of it because when cops are good cops i say they're good cops but yeah. what do you want me to say about that yeah that woman is sick she is racist she is angry she is a bad cop and the yeah. the she's a there's shit nothing human a good being. cop hates more she's a than a fucking bad cop Here's the thing. That's not the first time Dana did that shit. You know that, right? I, no, that's I mean, the like, first time it was caught on camera. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And that's why, like, when people will say, oh, no, it would take, like, a conspiracy to, of, of an entire department. No. One officer over the course of their career, one bad officer, can hurt thousands of people. Just imagine if this video had not been captured. Yeah. A half a million dollars bail. Who can make that? I can't make that. Can you make that? Or even 10% of that. Like who can make 10% of nope. that? That would be that man losing his income, his house. Like people cannot provide for their families anymore, right? I mean, just awaiting trial, which could take years to get to. If there wasn't that video, I mean like, my God, she did everything to ruin his life. And she could have she could have killed him. And I mean, even a stun gun can kill people, right? Like if it's like- Over 400 people yeah. died by taser yeah. stun gun in 2023 at the hands of cops. <sighs> Jesus Christ. I mean- So he sued them for $20 million. Uh-huh. I was going to say, sue them into the ground. <laughs> $20 million. Yeah. I was like, fucking double it and add a zero, baby. Yeah. Because I guess there are, just add to the list of what black people can't do, changing a fucking tire. Yeah. Changing a tire. I mean, yeah, sue them into the ground, but also get out of the county. I mean, honestly, like I don't, I do not, I mean, when I think about like the Stephen Avery case, which I know people have different opinions about, but even with Adnan, when Adnan got out, I'm like, Adnan, you can't stay in Baltimore City. You can't stay in that jurisdiction because these departments, like they're, it, it is generational. They will carry that shit and they will find a reason 
to come after you and hurt you. I hope he gets out of there and and lays low because I would not trust for a second him getting pulled up. I'm like, anything could happen to this poor guy. You could dissect so many parts. Show me so many parts of this. Show me one time where he looked like for a second a threat, that yeah. he was resisting arrest. Yeah. It wow. is so When did this happen? Shameful. This happened recently? This happened December recently. 2nd. Oh, okay. Thank December God he didn't 2nd, spend- he was- Okay, I wasn't sure because I'm like, thank God he didn't spend too much time in, in jail. She is on administrative time. paid leave, of course. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> of course she is. She'll go away with her pension. She can't be sued personally because, you know, she was whatever working in her, you know, as an, she as an official disgusting. of the state. I hope that you are on the Patreon, Dana Elmore, and I hope you pull your subscription because you're so mad at us. You're gross. You're disgusting. Dana, Dana would and not, she would not be a patron. Of you, our show, but it's say. these people. Why are you, why are you guys so mad at cops? Because of Dana Elmore. Because yeah. of people yeah. like Dana Elmore with internalized racism that saw a black man changing a tire and thought he was up to something. And here's the thing. You have the absolute right to say, am I being detained for a crime? That yeah. is a question she has to answer. I couldn't see the video real clearly, but she looks older. So I feel like she's got an entire career in law enforcement. This is not like somebody who's new on the job, which means that I can guarantee that she has colleagues who know exactly how she is and how she operates and the fact she's racist. And it's not just about Dana. It's about all the people that protect the Danas, you know, and who will not hold her accountable. So I'm really curious to see how the county and how they're going to handle this going forward. They would be smart to be like, she's getting fired and you're getting your settlement. I hope he gets every penny of that $20 million and then they give $20 million to the brother for recording it. And it is absolutely confirmed that she had no idea that that man was recording. Yeah. Renee, why are you going from... Australia to Alabama for your holidays. This makes no sense to me. Anyway, um, I know everybody. She like, wants Why? to go to Alabama to kick up a, a stink. I think. Oh, but I see. Oh, I see. Poor okay, Josh I, I is there. Josh is just there in Alabama trying to hold down the fort, fighting the good fight. Sorry, Josh. Poor Josh. Oh God, what an awful story! But thank God for that brother. And I can't imagine the fear he must have felt because he, you had to be, he had to keep his cool. And make sure she didn't know he's, she's, he's recording and also be like, please don't kill my brother. Please don't kill my brother. Because she yeah. was looking for a reason to kill that man. She really was. She really was. Fuck her. What a piece of racist shit. Where do you sweat, Ellen? I'm not a sweater, but really? uh, my, the mere and sheer fear of the sweat mm. makes this next product one of my favorite things. And that is Lumi. Where do you sweat, Ravia? Well, because you go I, to the gym. I do. I work out in case you don't know. Um, yeah. And, and, but you know, like sometimes you don't actually have to, you don't have to be that person that just like pour sweat. We all get a little funky over time. Depending, you can be the traveling, fun. the funk settles in after like a few hours after your shower, or whatever. But uh, yeah, that's why we love Lumi. Lumi's got you covered. Lumi is pretty game changing because they have this whole body deodorant and it was made and designed by an OBGYN and it works on your pits, your feet, your thighs, your butts, any little crevice that there can be sweat and a little funk, mm -hmm. Lumi has got you covered. I mean, under boobs. I mean, like there are all kinds of places nobody who made deodorant ever thought about until Lumi because it was created by an OBGYN who saw firsthand how normal BO was being misdiagnosed and mistreated. Right. And 
Lumi has been clinically proven to block odors for over 72 hours. And so I got to say, when I travel, I travel with those little wipes. Yeah. It's like a little refreshment and it's pH balanced, baking soda free, paraben free, and also made by a woman. Who else to make products for women besides a woman? Yeah. And also you can breeze right through TSA with that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so the perfect thing for you to start with is the Lumi Starter Pack. It is perfect for new customers. It comes with the solid stick deodorant, the cream tube deodorant, and then two free products of your choice. I highly recommend the mini body wash. I love the smell, tangerine, and the deodorant wipes. And all free shipping. They have so many amazing products. I had one suggestion for Lumi. And I know you can use a lot of the products like on your belly button, but they should make something that you can like actually put in like a little Q-tip type thing you can put inside your belly. But look, I'm a little, yeah, isn't that a great idea? Anyway. Great idea. <laughs> anyway, as a special offer for our listeners, new customers get five bucks off a Lumi starter pack with the code solve the case at lumideodorant.com. That equates to over 40% off your starter pack when you visit lumideodorant.com and use the code solve solve the case. And just in case you get confused, that is L-U-M-E deodorant.com. And your pits will thank you and, and your boobies. Yeah. All the folds. Okay, Rabia. I know I give you a hard time about going to the gym, but I have to say you actually are very inspiring with your commitment and how hard you work. I know I joke about it a lot. You made me cry, Ellen. Oh my it God. is true. It is very inspiring. And just the other day, you were telling me how much you love Copilot and how it helps you at the gym and at home. So yeah. now tell our listeners. Well, here's the thing. I spent years trying to get myself like motivated, trying to understand what was right for my body, what kind of exercises to do. Honestly, when people ask me how I did it, I was not able to do it without the help of a professional, a professional trainer. And what I love about Copilot is that it is a personalized fitness solution. It links you with real life, affordable fitness coaches who customize workouts tailored to your individual needs and goals. And for five years, I have been using fitness coaches. I can't do it without them. I actually think it's really great because everybody is different. Everybody is unique. Everyone, some people want cardio, no cardio, lightweights. So every individual fitness journey is unique. And I love that about Copilot. And it makes it easy because you can work out from anywhere. We're so busy. You're in a hotel room. You're in an airport bathroom, wherever you are. You're at your mother-in-law's house. Copilot will make it happen. And I just think that's amazing. Yeah. I mean, like the value of having a fitness professional at your fingertips over an app who's going to customize your workout no matter where you happen to be. I can't even tell you. People have injuries. People have all kinds. Of, I woke up, You sometimes you wake up sore and you're like, all right, okay, now you tell me what I'm supposed to do so I don't injure myself. That's why you want a professional. Well, we would love for you to follow our lead to get fit and feel fabulous. Give Copilot a try to find out why it was listed by Forbes as the top rated personal trainer app of 2023. Head to go.mycopilot.com slash solve the case to get a 14 day free trial and 20% off your first month of personalized fitness with your own personal trainer if you sign up before February 1st, 2024. That's go.mycopilot.com slash solve the case and get a free 14 day trial and 20% off your first month. Sign up for the new year and let Copilot help you reach your fitness goals. 14 day trial. Give it a go. Why not? So I have two stories that are only connected because these are crimes that took place because of 
like apps and, you know, social media that we use. Um, one is a terrible, terrible story that actually comes out of Baltimore. This just happened, I think, November 26th, so not too long ago, a couple of weeks ago. It was an 18-year-old who lived in Pennsylvania, and he found on Facebook Marketplace, I'm just going to talk to him myself over here. I'm listening, but okay. stop smacking your fucking lips. Wow. Do you see how she treats me? <laughs> Did I smack my lips also? Oh my I God. didn't. It's in your head now, Ellen. Oh, yeah. I, listen, you're possessed. You know, Rebecca Lavoy called me back the other day when I called her. Lies. Get her on the phone right now. <laughs> Get her on the phone. Seven years that woman edited my show. She never told me I smacked my lips. Not once did she tell me. Are you, Rabia, I feel bad for you right now. <laughs> okay, let's do this. Now I feel bad for you because now. This is a campaign. I believe you have paid her off. <laughs> <laughs> Where are my people? I feel like I've got no backups here. <laughs> I've got no out on an island all by herself. I know. Rebecca. Re Rebecca, you were my editor for seven years. You never once yeah. told me that I smacked my lips. <laughs> That's because you're scary. No. <laughs> That's because I can edit it out. Why would I tell you? Rebecca. Also, by the way. I have never been I scary don't... to you. Have I? No, 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 no. You're not. <laughs> That's, that's because... When have I been scary? That's because um, I don't criticize the way women talk. You know that. <laughs> but that's Rebecca what Ellen just, does to me constantly. But Rebecca, does she smack her lips? Yeah, she does. <laughs> <laughs> Look at her face. But, Rabia, you're so pretty. You know what? You're so... Also, she thinks... Also, by the way, she's way smarter than you and I put together. Oh, <laughs> I'm fully aware. There are there are only a couple things I can cling on to, and this is it. <laughs> Why? Why? Is this, is this become like a point of contention between the two of you? I can't, I, I, I can't I breathe. Not, I cannot talk. Into here? She's always like, stop... Because I'm, I'm an editing crazy person, and yeah. I'm like, Rabia! Huh. Yeah. Huh. I see. Am I being recorded right now? Yeah, you are. Absolutely you're on, you're on our episode right now. Rebecca Lavoie, welcome to our show. Okay, okay. I'm going to actually, I'm going to start talking like this to keep my lips very far apart. Can I keep you my... You sound like your mom. <laughs> you have never heard my mom. All right, we love you, Rebecca. Listen, she has so many... She just didn't believe me. She but goes, here's the thing. I do not. Rebecca I actually, never told me... I actually blame Rebecca and all the amazing editors I have because if one of you had told me this years ago, maybe I would have gotten like corrected myself. I'm going to get a speech coach. I'm getting a speech coach. Well, well, She's going to get a speech coach. Can I just say one other thing? Oh, no. Uh, uh, <laughs> there were way bigger problems with editing undisclosed than Robbie. This is accurate. <laughs> Susan Simpson talking 700 miles per hour. Like I was way more focused on that. <laughs> Susan had too much in her brain. <laughs> How long does it take you to edit? Like, how far do you get? Like, how many minutes per hour do you normally go? Oh, I'm really fast. It depends on what it is and how much, like, audio, like, how much. Well, now that there are AI tools, it's so much easier, with especially with, with um, making stuff sound higher quality. You have to teach uh, me how to do that. No, you don't. No, you don't because we have editors. Do, you don't have to teach Ellen on that. Ellen, stop it. Well, just in terms of making the tape quality itself sound better, like in terms of like, you know, if somebody's recording in a bad space or whatever, you mm. can make that sound better without a lot of work now. It used to take time just to do that part, but it really depends. It really, really depends. But we can sit together and, and, and I'll show you some tips. I go up. I'm at like 12 minutes per hour. What does 12 minutes per hour mean? I don't know what this rate means. I, I, I've never like edited 12 anything. 12 minutes of the show per hour-ish. 12 or like 14. 
So are you saying it takes you an hour to edit 12 minutes of the show? Mm-hmm. What the hell? Yeah. Ellen. All right. We love you, Rebecca. Thank love you for you proving you, me right. All right. Bye. bye. <laughs> not sure if I love you anymore. Rebecca. Robbie, I'm, I'm sorry. Right. I'm sorry. I love you. You're beautiful. You're talented. And you smack your lips. I don't know. I feel like I'm almost 50. I don't think it's going to change. I'm just, I, I'm sorry, Ellen. I'm just not even, I'm not even Wait, working on it. I'm not going to work we on went, it. You're screwed. We went from, we went from hiring a speech coach to <laughs> I'm 50. It is what it is. Yeah. I mean, it's like a couple years ago, I was like, you know what? I don't like to hike. I'm never going to like to hike. I give it up. I'm not going to be one of those people. Like, you know, I just. It's like me have, with cooking. Yeah. We all have our gifts. Your immune system. I haven't found my gifts yet, but I'm sure they're there. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. So I was talking about um, I was talking about this terrible crime that took place in Baltimore in on November 26th. This 18 year old named Carlos Ricardo just was looking for a car, found one on Facebook Marketplace, drove up from Pennsylvania, from Lancaster, Pennsylvania, to Baltimore in order to take a look at this car. Decided he didn't want it. And then it's unclear exactly what happened. The, 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 the kid selling it was also 18, named Marquise Harris. And as he's driving away, he decides, I don't want the car. He's with a friend. Marquise Harris pulls out a gun and shoots him in the head. Repeatedly, apparently. And so, and then the friend takes the wheel of the car and it crashes, whatever. They, they've arrested him. Again, 18 years old, he's a kid, okay? So that was one story that caught my attention because... I do worry a lot about things like Craigslist and Facebook Marketplace where it's like, you know, you have stuff you want, but it's like, how do you inter- How do you keep yourself safe in situations like that? You think, you know, I'm always worried about people coming to the house, you know what I mean? Like, you know, to pick up a bed or whatever stuff I have. But this guy, they were just out outside. He just went outside to look at a car. Yeah, Facebook Marketplace. It's like we learn don't give your address, don't give your phone number out to people. And then we're like, come to my house to give me $5 right. for my basket of yarn. <laughs> what? What are we doing? Yeah, we're not thinking this through Go clearly. meet at a, at a rent-a-center. What is the safest? Yeah, that, but yeah, but how do you do that if you actually have like furniture? I can't be like hauling. For example, I just got rid of... I just got rid of like a literally a L-shaped, you know, one of those big, I used to have it in my law firm like years ago, this huge wooden L-shaped desk, you know, those really shiny dark wood ones. They're huge. And it has like a a hutch on top. I can't be like hauling it to a, you know, somebody has to come and take it. So I had to just trust these three men who came to my house and took it apart and took it. I'm like, fingers crossed, nobody gets killed. Yeah. I'm glad you're still here. It's a dilemma. Well, the other story also is about um, a terrible, you know, thing that happened uh, because of because of a connection online, and that is that this actually might make you giggle, but it shouldn't. A Miami woman who basically is charged—I just smacked my lips. A Miami woman who's just charged with a felony attempted murder charge because she set her Tinder date on fire. Destiny Johnson, 25, was arrested in late November, charged with three felonies, included attempted murder, first-degree arson, and an aggravated battery. She met up with this date, and I don't have the name of the date, met up with him. Like, I don't know, they were met up at a Holiday Inn Express in Florida. Of course, it's Florida. Got irritated by him and set him and his car on fire. Was he in the car? Yes, he was in the car. Was he leaving? Oh, I don't know the exact details of what was happening, but he was in the car. But she, how... I don't, I don't understand. I don't, but she, she pleads not guilty and she's told don't contact the victim. But again, this is just a story that makes me think about the inherent danger in like, 
I know dating has always been a dangerous proposition, like generally speaking, but at least dating did not look like this 25, 30 years ago. Now with Tinder, and it's not even dating, a lot of times it's just like randomly meeting somebody for one night. I know young people who have told me, when I travel with friends, if I go to a city, I'll try to like find somebody to hook up with like for that night. And I'm like, I'm terrified for them. I'm terrified for them. I do not understand how people have the courage to do this or just taking a risk like this. My question is, if he was in the car, how did she light the car on fire without dousing it with something? I mean, a car doesn't just like set ablaze. How do you light a person on fire? I mean, if they're just sitting next to you, I mean, because you can just get up and walk. Away. I I don't know like the details. I because that, like that that's pretty much like all I could I could find online is just kind of like the headlines and you know the the big picture story. But it could be that the car was not set completely ablaze. That it was just like you know it had just begun. You know what I mean? It was yeah. a smaller fire, and the guy I mean, was able. Either to... way, that's scary. Yeah. So anyhow, these two stories just make me scared of the times we are living in and make me realize I am truly a Mima. I just, I'm turning into a hermit soon. I'm fine with that. Yeah. My next story, I just smacked my lips. My next story. This happened less than a month ago, but there are updates. So let me set the picture. At 10.23 p.m., a new mother, she, she already had a son, But 39-year-old Irina Garcia was on her bed rocking her newborn to sleep. And I mean newborn, like 14 days old. And the media has released a picture of that moment. And at 10.31 p.m., a 13-year-old by the name of Derek Rosa would call 911. And Derek Rosa would tell operators that he stabbed his mother to death. (sighs) while she was sleeping. So officers rushed to the scene in Hialeah, Florida, and they discovered the body of 39-year-old Irina Garcia with multiple stab wounds to her neck. The media has also released a picture of Rosa posing in what appears to be blood on his hands that he sent to a friend. Now, I say friend. This is someone that he doesn't know his name. It's someone that he games with online and sent a picture. And he told this to the 911 dispatcher. Now, this 911 call lasted 17 minutes. Oh, God. And... I'll play a section of it for you. But he said, I took a picture. Is that bad? He stayed on the phone until authorities were able to come and apprehend him. So there's a couple of things. The prosecutors are against moving him to juvenile detention. He is 13 years old and he is currently being held with adults and treated as an adult and as of now being tried as an adult. And the prosecutors are very, very against moving him to juvenile detention. Now, there's another aspect to this case. My comprehension of Spanish is okay, but I definitely wanted to make sure I have the right information because Spanish-speaking outlets are giving a very different story, not a different story, but another side to the story. So for this part of the story, I just want to give a shout-out to Laura Rodriguez, Sylvia Correa Madrigal, and Viviana Veliz. I hope I pronounced that right. These are my Spanish-speaking down bitches who help me properly translate some of this information. So this is where I want to go with this. Derek Rose's stepdad was named Frank Ramos. And what I have been able to 
uh, translate for the help of these women is that Frank Ramos had an entire separate family and wife in Cuba. And during the 911 call, allegedly, you can also hear a voice in the back saying, throw it out, and also asking, who are you talking to? Oh. It is also said that he has been reunited with that other wife and his daughters that he has fathered and that he's happy and that woman is now taking on the responsibility of mothering that baby. Okay. So when Florida authorities asked to investigate the home and properly process the home, he's like, no, 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 we're good. No, thank you. We have all the information we need. He did it. The, wait, so you're saying the father did not allow processing or didn't cooperate with processing? The apartment has not been processed. But let me show you a couple things. Oh, by the way, it should be said, I found this case because Jasmine, you know, our bestie TikToker yeah. Jasmine from yeah, the yeah. Murdoch case, she covered it. So we were texting oh, okay. this morning about it because here is the video of the mom in bed. And then that is the picture of Derek Rosa allegedly killing her. But what I said to Jasmine was, that doesn't look like a 13-year-old. Yeah, but it could be a really big... I mean, like, my six-year-old don't look like a six-year-old. I mean, but this kid... I'll show you a picture of this kid. This kid looks older in the face. But I also want to point out, this is him coming out. Anyway... He is wearing a navy blue long sleeve shirt. And in this picture, it sweats. He's wearing a short sleeve shirt. Is it? Maybe. Is it, it really? Is, yeah. It looks like a sweatshirt from here. Oh, you're right. It is a short, yeah. It's a short sleeve shirt. Yeah. Maybe he changed. I'm just saying, all of this information about Frank Ramos yeah. not is not good. being publicized. On English media. That's, yeah. It is only being talked about on Spanish-speaking media. The fact that he had a whole separate family and the fact that he has a separate wife. Yeah. And he says, I just want to move on and be happy. Real quick. Okay. Yeah, that was real quick. Um, you know, I want to show you what the little boy looks like real quickly, yeah. just for your mind. Do we know what the father looks like, too? Yeah. I mean, even the haircut could identify... Who it is, and if they have different haircuts. This is the boy. See that navy blue? Yeah. He he does look older than 13. His face looks older than 13, but that kid looks like he's 100 pounds soaking wet. I mean, I got to see him standing up. It's hard, but it's hard. But I'm just wondering, like, what does the dad look like? I mean, I'll be honest. Like, the the, the um, I, I, I don't know, but I do think it's suspect. But the other thing is this. There's no... It could be that the, the he did actually kill his mother, but that the father kind of made it happen, right? There's also that, yes. right? He instrumentalized him against her. When you hear the 911 call, he sounds like a little kid who does not know what has happened. He kept saying, are they going to come in and kill me? I took pictures and I told my friends about it. Was that bad? You told about it. My friends. Your friends? Did you send pictures to your friends? So what you did? Yeah. Oh, God. He almost doesn't sound quite... He, like he's got some kind of developmental... Or, or maybe he's in shock. I mean, I don't know. Oh, <laughs> the police over here where I live. What is your address? 
I need to know if your mom is, is breathing. She's dead, miss. Okay, and why did you do that? There's blood all over the floor. Okay, why did you kill your mom? The Beretta, I have the gun with me. I was going to shoot myself, but I didn't want to. I didn't want to. I need I need to know that you don't have any guns or any knives with you. I, I There's a knife in my room and there's a gun in the living room. Okay, I need you to stay away from them. Can you put them in a safe place away from where the officers can see them? I need to know, do you okay. think we can help your mom? Miss, she's dead. Miss. Yes. I took pictures and I told my friends about it. Was that bad? You told about it. It's very confusing. Where and then he says, was the father when this was happening? If he's speaking I, in the background while he's calling 911, I'm assuming he was in the apartment when this actually happened. I don't, I don't know. That nobody is talking about the stepdad. And I agree. I'm not saying that he didn't do it, but he has what would be a 13-year-old's motive, motive because yeah. when she says, why did you kill him, no he idea. doesn't answer. Yeah. I mean, look, here's the thing. I, one thing I will say about U.S. media is that coverage of crimes and criminal justice is usually real shit. I mean, it's real shit. It's whatever, like, the the, the prosecutor DA's office or the police, well, they put out a press statement. They literally just copy and paste, copy and paste. And that's why you'll see, you can go to six different outlets, it's the exact same story, exact same yeah. language. Like, there's just not no further digging. That's just how it is, and I don't know why, because it's not like... In most instances, publications have like people who are are on specific beats. So it's like you got a crime beat. Do better. Like that's your only job. You've got one job. Do better. But I've seen this a lot of times. It's interesting to me that the Spanish outlets are they are they Spanish outlets are being published like overseas or are they American based Spanish outlets? Do you know? They were all on TikTok. I found them all on TikTok, okay. and they were from Spanish. Outlets, not American-based ones. So this yeah. it's a totally separate conversation yeah. that's happening there and here. That's why I wanted to make sure that I got all the words correct. So yeah. thank you to our Downvich listeners for helping me with that. Because that the, the whole conversation of Frank Ramos is not even happening. He has a whole other ass family. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, I, I'll say this. I mean, I guess, you know, I don't know if the, they're going to... I would hope the prosecutors and the police investigate a little further to figure out what actually happened here. But as Kate has just pointed out in our group chat, um, it he's 13. He should 100% be held in a juvenile facility. If anything, it sounds like if he really did commit this of his own volition, then maybe he needs psychiatric help versus like even going to a juvenile detention facility. I mean, like, this is the problem. Like, you know, for a 13-year, I mean, like, think about it. Does anybody have children? Do you remember when you're 13? He's a baby to put him with adult offenders that is awful you're you, i mean like if he is not i i i'm sure he's already traumatized but like he you are basically just ruining him for life you know what i mean there's no there are videos of him in the courtroom kids getting counseling that's not happening in a, in a that's not happening oh no. why why would he get why would he get counseling there's videos of him in the courtroom and this kid has look at him Look at him in the courtroom. Go to turn Mr. Rosa's case on page 20. Look at his eyes. Oh, God. Oh, this baby. Oh, no, he's not well. He's so confused and out of it, and he doesn't seem... Just out of it. 
Yeah. Have you ever seen anyone? He he's looking. His eyes are darting all over the place. He does not know. He is 13 years old. Granted, he does look a bit older. It doesn't I matter. I mean, that's, it, just, that, it doesn't matter. It doesn't you know, matter but people all, yeah. online are like, he looks 17. He looks 18. Well, he's not. He's Who 13. Who cares? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I look 25. I mean, like, that's, it, it is what it is. I mean, <laughs> it is what it is. She can't help it. She's gorgeous, easy breezy. Maybe it's Maybelline. Maybe it's drugs. It's definitely. But it doesn't matter. Oh, gosh. This is a terrible. The whole yeah. thing is tragic from beginning to end. I mean, I don't care how it went down, you know, but for, and where's the father in this? Is the father like there? Is he in the courtroom with him? Is he like supportive? Yeah. His actual biological father, his, their whole family made impact statements to plead with the judge to let him be brought to a juvenile detention facility. His dad was like, he's a sweet boy. He's a good boy. He's a nice boy. He's all of these things. And his biological dad and Frank Ramos is he's he's off living his his new life with his Cuban wife. I'm surprised. I mean, like, I don't know if this is going to happen or not, but I would not be surprised if they if the prosecutors because, you know, they're always looking for something. Oh, it's a satanic cult. It's always like they're looking for some kind of, you're talking about motive, gaming, probably. They're going to be like, oh, he, gaming made him violent. You know, if, like if that hasn't been injected into the narrative, I expect that to be coming up soon. Sure. Yeah. yeah. We'll Aww. keep an eye out on for that. But he is there and he is in a cell all by himself with a frosted window. Has Jasmine um, talked about this other aspect? The, the, the no. Spanish. We were texting about it this morning okay. because I, I watched does. her TikTok last night yeah. and we were going back and forth. She was like, what's the dad's name? I was like, Frank Ramos. <laughs> we were just going back and forth. Good job digging, Ellen. That was uh, that was good to know. And I'm, I'm sure that Jasmine and others, like, they'll help spread we'll that see. further. Yeah. Yeah. It's just crazy because you can't I put in Frank Ramos and only Spanish speaking TikToks came up in Spanish speaking wow. outlets. So we'll see we'll see how that blows up in the coming days. The last story I had is it's not that it's like a real unusual story. We hear this kind of stuff all the time. I just kinda wanted to have a conversation with you about like what do you think? Like is this or is this not a crime? Just because something is a crime legally on the books doesn't always, like, you know what I mean? Like, doesn't, yeah. I mean, like, it doesn't always mean that it's actually, we, we it's should It's so funny you say this, Ravia, because last night I made a TikTok about a man saying that self-checkout scanners are, people steal from them at a crazy rate. Really? And, and I made a TikTok that said, did you see anyone stealing food? Because no, you didn't. Okay. Well, who was saying that? Who was saying it? It, this that, man was reporting, but I was saying, like, yes, yeah, stealing is a crime, yeah. and I don't believe we should live in – we should condone criminal behavior, but if you see someone stealing food or diapers or yeah. tampons – yeah. I didn't see anything. Yeah, I didn't see so nothing. So it's funny that you that you yeah. bring that up about a crime not being a crime. All right. Well, I mean, like, I, I, I want to discuss whether or not you think this is a crime. A high school teacher, Gabriella Newfield, 26, was discovered, and this is in North Carolina, was discovered with an 18-year-old male student in a car. I don't know. Fill in the euphemism blank. All right. You've got lots to choose from. Um, and so she was arrested and charged with felony sexual activity. Look, a felony is a serious charge. Felony is a serious charge with a student. And 
In North Carolina, it is illegal for teachers and students to have sexual relations unless the teacher is lawfully married to the student. I get that. I, I get the public policy reasons for a law like that. I get the, re- the even the sociological and psychosocial reasons for it because of the power dynamic and all that stuff. I don't know why I feel uncomfortable with this woman being charged with a felony for being in a relationship with an 18-year-old because in this country... If you're 18, if you're 13, you'll get charged as an adult. Like we just decide when somebody is an adult and not an adult. And in any other circumstances, 18 year old would be fine dating whoever he wants. Right. Take your morality out of it and your judgment out of it of whatever you think of a teacher and a student or a woman that's 20 years older. You said she was 36. No, 26. She's 20. What? Okay. Eight years. He's an adult. He's right. an adult. And it was – so what happened was he missed a practice. He's on Life 360. He missed one of his practices, like, with some sports ball practice. And his mom was like, why did he miss that? So she started tracking him and tracked him to his teacher's car, I guess, um, and found him and then reported it. And, yeah, I mean, I'm just curious. What is it – how are our jury box responding to that? Like, I get it. I get, yeah, when did it start? That's a good question, Rachel. When did it start? But let me ask you. Let's say it started – okay, this is this is – the fall, right? Let's say it started now. If it started when he's fifteen, sixteen, like I think it's a different scenario. Agree. But this is an, a, another good question, Megan. Would you feel the same if the student was a female and the teacher was a male? Right. Like that to me also would change. Like I feel like my emotional response would be like, yeah, that's different. But it's it shouldn't be different because if she's also I'll tell 18, you, yeah, I'll, I'll tell you a really quick story. Okay. My dressing roommate at Kinky Boots is married to her high school music teacher. Okay. They met when mm-hmm. she was 17. They waited till she was 18 to date and be with each other. They're married. They live in Long Island and they have two kids. Mm. Right. Is any of that, was any of that a crime? I mean, like, that's the thing, right? I mean, no. He was, it was same thing. He was like 26, 27. Yeah. Yeah. She was 17. They legit were like, no, we think this is something. They legit waited till she was 18 years old. And I was like, girl, she's like, no, we did. It wasn't worth it. And... She was 18 and he was her music teacher Mm -hmm. and they lived happily ever after. Yeah. I mean, like Melissa's talking about, so Renee says, I'm going to say student teacher equals crime. What if, what if the student is a 22 year old in a class, you know, and and it's a professor? I mean, like, I, I just feel like it's so arbitrary, like how we decide who, I can understand if you have a, a, if you have it's like, you know, in the workplace, you're like, there are some workplace regulations in certain companies where like they, they just, it's not okay. So you're going to end up getting fired or suspended or whatever if you have a relationship, a sexual relationship between a senior and a junior. And I feel like I can understand that. If the teacher was suspended, maybe she's let go, maybe there's administrative leave, you know. But to be charged with a felony for this seems really crazy to me. Um, and then Melissa brings up the power dynamic. Yeah, but how many situations? And I mean, there's always a power imbalances happen all the time. It's one thing if there's like sexual harassment and like coercion, and you know what I mean. You have a boss who's 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 putting pressure on a, a young a young employee to get sexually involved. What if there's consent? Can an eighteen year old not consent? I don't know. I don't feel right about this. I just don't. Here's my question: Do we know if? he was actually her legitimate student or was she just a teacher at the school? I don't know. Like, did she teach his AP history class? But what if she did? No, I'm just, I'm asking to clarify for Melissa's question because if she taught 
freshman economics and he was a senior and then there is no power dynamic really she doesn't have any power or authority to change his life either way whereas someone could say yeah she was his AP history teacher she could have failed him or given him an A right I'm, I'm just playing that card that Melissa yeah. brought up I mean the thing is like you know sometimes like not sometimes a lot of times these laws are you know okay it's it's so cut and dry if they're a teacher or student if he was a, if at 16 in most states a student can decide I I'm withdrawing myself from school okay mm-hmm. we give a student that power to do that. They can say, I don't want to go to high school anymore. I don't want to go to school anymore. So they can do that. If we're giving a 16 or 17 year old student that power, we're also saying at 18, you, I I mean, there's all these responsibilities that come with being 18, right? Like you could be, you could be drafted into the arm. I mean, it's a technicality that that kid was a student, I guess is what I'm trying to say. If she met him at a sporting event and they he was not as you know he was not a student in her high what if he was a student at a different school i mean like i just i don't i feel like it's very arbitrary mm-hmm. i don't know i'm just like 18 no nah, don't work for me i mean you know look she's been charged but it could be that maybe she doesn't actually get convicted of it i wonder how this is gonna go uh right now for now the this judge is like she's not actually detained she's she's got electronic monitoring and ordered not to have any communication so let's see if Okay, so, and apparently, so the court documents say that since October 18th, they had been, they had gotten together at least five times since October 18th. I'm assuming the kid was already 18 as of that time because it's only been like two months ago. Nicola says, am I comfortable with it? No. Do I think it should be a felony crime when he's 18 and 26? Also, no. Yeah, and that's, that's, you have to withhold your opinion for what an 18-year-old looks like with a 26-year-old. That's your own, you know, judgment or whatever. But, I mean, and felony seems extreme. Felony? Yeah, felony seems extreme. Um, But also, just like our our attorney at the top of the show, I mean, like, you know, people get some better boundaries in your workplace. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. At the same time. That's it. That's all I got. All right. Well, that is all we have for this week of About Damn Crime. We hope that you will join us uh, on the Patreon where we do it every week because it's kind of like one of my favorite things. And what else, Rabia? How can they connect with us and follow us? You can do it. Okay. Well, gosh. Okay. Let's see if I can do this. We have a Facebook group. That's a private group. So you should come and answer the question so I can let you in because I'm very, very... Very careful about letting people in if they don't answer the questions. Um, We have a YouTube channel that you should subscribe to and you can rate, review us. Only if you're going to give us five stars, though, on uh, Apple or wherever (laughs) you want to rate us. And you can follow us on all the socials at Robbie and Ellen. Ellen spells her name with a Y. And I think that's about it. What am I forgetting? And if you want to leave us a speak pipe message, we take your messages. They are only a minute and a half, but you can call back. We'll play it again. And you can leave us questions or things you want us to cover or follow-ups or hot takes that you have about any of our episodes. Yeah, sure. Criticisms at www.speakpipe.com slash solve the case. Not Rabia and Ellen. And until then, we will see you. Let's see. When will we see you I think next? after the holiday. No, 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 no. For the Patreon, we'll be back on. But I don't think we're doing. We, have, we, are, we are two weeks dark for the holidays. Okay. There you go. So then I think we'll see you next with... Lisa Yamada, right? I believe so. Unless, All right, don't yeah. listen to us. You know yeah. what? Google it. Lisa Google Yamada in January. <laughs> <laughs> or on thank the Patreon. Come on the Patreon. Yeah, we'll see us there. Thank you to everyone in the jury box, and thank you, Rabia, and we'll see you soon. Love you guys. 
Love you. Bye. Bye. Love. They're just kisses. Those lip smacks are kisses.